When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Audiobook Connection, behind the scenes with the creative teams. I'm Becky Parker-Geist and I'm your host. Audiobook Connection is your place to learn about the audiobook creative process in discussions between the authors, narrators, producers, and post-production teams that bring them all together, as well as guests who have listened to the audiobooks and have questions for the creative teams. This podcast is sponsored by Pro Audio Voices, helping great stories come alive through audiobook production and marketing. So Becky has a deep passion for voiceover and audio narration. She spent over three decades acting, directing, producing, writing, and publishing. So she has an amazing wealth of knowledge in the industry. And she's a very lovely person. So thank you for being here, Becky. And um, <laughs> I'm really excited to get into some details about the book and how your experiences were uh, writing the book. Thank you, Jared. JS is a professional actor and has been for also over three decades, performed on stages around the world and has recorded over 100 audiobooks, which is an amazing achievement. So thanks so much for being here, JS. A pleasure to be here. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right. So The Left Turn, Becky, this is a story written by you. Uh, where did the inspiration come for this book? Ah, yeah. So it actually started while I was on a bike ride in the San Francisco Bay Area, in that exact spot, in fact. And I was on a bike ride with my husband at the time, and he was way ahead. And I got to this intersection, and the thought flashed in my mind, well, what if I just turned left? What would happen, you know? And could have just flitted by because I have lots of what if, you know, thoughts that run around in my head. But in this particular case, as I kept riding, I didn't turn left, by the way. But as I kept riding, this scene started to unfold and it stuck with me. You know, uh, it didn't like just disappear when I got home, you know, it's like it really stayed with me. And I thought, okay, all right, I'll, I'll write it down. So I did. And then, you know, another day I was doing some other random thing and this other scene that was related formed in my head. So I thought, okay, I'll write it down. And after a while, I'd be on a, a flight somewhere and it happened again, you know, and after a while I had this whole collection of beginnings or full chapters. And then I thought, well, I guess I got to figure out exactly how they fit together. And so I created an outline at that point. And in the beginning, I had a clear idea of where it started. And I also knew how it ended. But it was like those, those in-between pieces kind of showed up in various ways in my life. So a lot of them just came to me. And then the in-between ones sort of felt like, okay, I need to figure this one out. You know, I, I had to actually put a little work into it. <laughs> 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 the the story follows closely two main characters, Hannah and James. 
I love the way that you've set a chapter per character and way their voice comes through in each of those chapters. Really amazing how you've written that. Does Hannah have any reflection on your life or have you taken inspiration for that character from a lot of your experiences throughout life? Oh, you know, she's actually, her background is really different from Mm. mine because I had the most wonderful parents, really loving, supportive, taught me to follow my heart, follow my dreams. That was not Hannah's experience. But I've known people like Hannah, you know, who have grown up in much harsher environment. But I would say that the probably the biggest thing that I shared with her was for most of my early life, at least, I had that idea that everything was just a fixed, objective, out there reality that I had to deal with, you know, that I didn't really have as much creative power in my own life as I as I think now, you know, and see and experience. So a lot of that journey from, oh, wow, that's just crazy, woo-woo, whatever stuff that, you know, that used to be my opinion also. And then my uh, mind has just opened up so much more, you know, it's just a lot more receptive to, hey, you know, I don't have the answers. I don't know. But rather than assuming that I do have the answers and that it is this one thing, the way I think about it or the way I've been taught to think about it, by opening up, you know, it just makes amazing things show up. And it's just a, a much more expansive and exciting way to think about life and to experience life actually. So I've had that kind of journey that she is having in the story. Well, I think it really, really comes through in the writing because especially for me, when I was going through the Hannah's character, reading the parts, I really felt a strong sense of truth coming through in your writing. And it it really reflected some, some level of experience that you've had in your life. And it's interesting that you say that it's not directly related to your life, but I think you've really been able to bring that character to life based on obviously your life experience and other parts that have come together, which is really great. JS, how did you feel taking on the character of James and playing that part and that role that uh, Becky has formed and created in her writing? Well, much like Becky, I was able to relate a lot to James, which is great because uh, obviously as as an actor, as a narrator, I mean, narrating is acting, essentially. Um, you're trying to inhabit the character and be as true to the characters as possible. And so I loved it because I was I was very much able to relate to James. And the concept of the book, too, that whole what would happen if I took a left turn and, you know, went into another life, essentially. Like, I have those those... Probably everybody does. But but I have those thought experiments all the time. You know, you look back on your life and you're like, you know, if if I hadn't done that thing, if I'd done this thing instead, you know, my life would have gone a completely different path. And what would that have looked like? You know, and so I love this book because you got to actually explore what that would have looked like for these particular characters. Um, And so, yeah, I was uh, I felt very strongly connected to you. It's nice to know that I'm not the only one who those kind of what oh, if no, all the time. I think that stuff all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, the title really resonated with me and I, I love that that sense of the left turn and I think that's really important in life and I really related to that a, a lot because you're often told that okay, you must make the right steps and you must make do all the right things going forward, but sometimes the left turns are the most 
powerful and the ones that give you the most life experience, show you where to go for next. And often then you end up in the, the right place at the, at the end of that. Yeah. There was a really interesting moment in the writing and it was kind of, you know, I've been through several edits already, but and it was one of the later edits that it was when um, Maudie was talking to Hannah about where her focus was. And I realized, you know, when she said, well, just look, instead of looking at the rear view mirror, you know, just look a little to the left so you can see out the windshield. And it was like, oh, it wasn't something that I had built in from the beginnings, but something that I discovered early on. Oh, yeah, just shift our attention just a little bit and fr- away from the past and towards the, the future where we're going, which was really fun to discover. Uh, that's, that's, that's great. You just touched briefly there on the editing. So I know, Becky, you have a lot of experience in the audio world and um, you've got an amazing business, Pro Audio Voices, which I've been lucky enough to be a part of and, and working with that amazing business you've, you've built. And, but just looking at the actual writing process and, and editing and, and going through that side of things, how do you feel about going across the two mediums. Do you love the writing process and then going to audio? Or, yeah, how was your experience there? Yeah, I love writing. I mean, I decided from the time I was just could write words that that's, I wanted to grow up and be an author. I mean, from the time that I first knew what that even meant. And, you know, so it feels, I mean, on that level, it just feels right. Several years, many years ago, over a decade ago, I had published a couple books, and they're still out there, but it was before I knew anything at all about publishing. <laughs> so, you know, I I don't put a lot of focus or attention on those because I want to go back to them and, like, check them out, make sure that they're actually okay, you know. But in terms of the, like, the writing to audio, performance also has been so central in my life as to who I am. And I came into the audiobook world as an actor. That's where I started. And I'm also really excited to launch this book, Audio First, because it's not as common. And I want to, it's taking that left turn, as you say, and, uh, you know, exploring how that can work and really effectively. I'm super excited about that. But I, I love both sides of it. And even though I've been very engaged in Bay Area Independent Publishers Association. I've been president for about I'm nine years or something. Even though I have all of that as a part of my sort of knowledge base, I'm discovering that as I move into the publishing process, you know, the actual interior layout of the manuscript and this the specifications of the cover design, all these things, I go, wow, you know, I, I have not had my hand in on that part of it very much. So it's kind of fun to get into the weeds in that as well. It's very interesting how different the processes are between audio and publishing print and something I find very interesting, you know, because you are portraying the same story, but with the two different mediums, you can get such a, such a different feel. And obviously the process is very different. A question I wanted to sort of bring up here is your book, lends itself to having two narrators on it because of the characters and the way that it's written. But was it always an idea for you to have two narrators 
on the book or did you initially think that you could do all the parts or were you thinking of getting all actors for the book, you know? So I know you've got a lot of experience as an actor. So it's, it seems like a natural progression for you to read your book. But how was that process and finding the right narrator and coming to JS, who did such an amazing job in the end? Uh, yes, yes. It was, uh, I knew as soon as I, early on, the chapters were coming in showing up in my life, in my head, uh, and in my computer, as from alternating perspectives. And so I knew then that I wanted to have two narrators for the book, because I've also listened, I really enjoy that when I'm an audiobook listener, when there are chapters from multiple perspectives, and we have different narrators, I really like that. So I knew I wanted that early on. I have to say, I was kind of blown away by how hard the decision was on the which exact voice and that's JS you did such an amazing job and I as I was listening to the auditions each of these great actors had like one aspect at least one aspect of the narration that I liked the best and so I had to just keep listening over and over and over again to try and find like that next. It wasn't even like the second level. It was like maybe the fifth level of <laughs> the best, right? It's like it's like if you're doing, you know, alphabetizing something. You know, I was well past the first letter. It is way down there in the word, you know, to try and determine who was the best fit for this book. <laughs> I don't envy you that process. That's really hard. Um, I've I've helped several authors cast their books, and I always let them have the final decision. I'll be like, here's, you know, three or four people. They're all great. They'd all do a great job. You decide. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I, I also had other, you know, family members listen, and every single person I asked had, a, like, a different choice. I was like, <laughs> you know, I was like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Everyone also was like, they're all great. Any of, you know, uh, they each just bring a special something. And, and I love the special, the special somethings that you brought to it, JS. Hmm. I'm super happy with my choice. Thank you. I enjoyed it. <laughs> it just seemed like a natural progression because when you listen back to the audio now, both of you seem to work off each other really nicely as if you guys had known each other for forever, you know. It seemed that you did make the, a really great decision because not only does JS's voice suit the character and he does such an amazing job, it really seems like you guys could connect together and make the story flow from beginning to end. And coming to some of the final chapters, there are some really amazing bits of dialogue between the two of you. I know you guys got together in the studio and read those bits together and it really feels like you guys are there and bringing that story to life. JS, can you talk a little bit about how that was working with Becky in those sort of dialogue parts, working off each other? Yeah, I mean, that's wonderful. I mean, obviously, we we both have, you know, decades of theatrical experience, so we're very used to working in that manner. And so I feel like for, for both of us, that's just very natural. I mean, that's that's our instincts, you know, is to to work off of the other actor and to go with what they're giving you. So I, I loved that part of the process. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> me I mean, too. as a as a narrator, you know, I mean, uh, 
like I said, it is basically acting, but it's acting alone. You know, you're, you spend hours and hours and hours every week, you know, just sitting here by yourself, acting with no audience, just having that live interaction with your co-performer was wonderful. And I felt definitely um, ramps up your performance. Can I ask, had you guys met prior to working together on this project? Yeah, we worked together previously. Yeah. Just not in, uh, we've not yet not met in person. <laughs> 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 but interestingly, we both live in the Portland area. So we're going to actually get to yes, you know, like, meet that, that, that shall days. happen one of these days. <laughs> <laughs> Going to do a bike ride or something. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Let's take a short pause to let you hear a sample from The Left Turn, Two Lives, Worlds Apart. I turned left, just leaned slightly, without thought. My calf muscles screaming, go, 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 go. I pumped hard, desperately a hill of fear rising in front of me. I pushed harder. My heart pounded furiously. The air, dense, thick. Its salt sliced at my cheeks. The street was level, but my breathing strained and erratic. Go! The asphalt blurred, black and gray and white. Colorful cars smeared past in short streaks of finger paint. Periwinkle. Cherry, azure, burgundy. Yellow flashed on the left, a cab. A sage green vehicle sped by me, then slowed and stopped. I looked up. My legs obeyed the red octagonal sign. My hands squeezed the brakes, but my mind sailed through without slowing. My legs asked the question my mind could not slow enough to formulate. What? did I just do? A sound, like glass shattering, snapped the question in two as I pedaled forward through the intersection. The question, forward toward what, never formed. All thought gone. Yet a feeling, like a growing shadow, remained. One thing was certain. There was no going back. From his right, a small dog bounded up, pulling a young, strawberry-blonde girl in a dress covered in large sunflowers, her green leggings like stems. The dog gave James a thorough nose-over. Who are you? The girl asked boldly. James. I'm Emmy. That's my mommy. Pointing at a woman following far enough to give the child her space, but close enough to be protective. This is Dog. She's part beagle. We don't know about the other part. What's her name? Dog, I named her. That's very clever. Well dubbed. What's dubbed? Oh, well, like when you dub a night. It's not night, it's daytime. <laughs> yes, you are very astute. That's potty talk. Mommy says not to talk about toots. Toots? Oh, <laughs> astute. Sorry, I meant you're being shrewd. To get your copy of The Left Turn, Two Lives, Worlds Apart by Becky Parker Geist, visit bit.ly slash geist hyphen su1. That's bit.ly 
slash Geist, G-E-I-S-T, hyphen S-U, as in split universe, the digit one, as in book one. Geist hyphen S-U-1. Let's get back to the interview. I was lucky enough to be part of the sort of project management side of this project, and it, it just really flowed so so well and smoothly from the beginning. And I accredit that to the skills you guys have in the industry and how you're able to bring that recording to life without too many back and forth and too many edits and... So, Becky, when you looked back and you reviewed the tracks, it seemed as though it was all there already. There wasn't too much back and forth you needed to do. You didn't need to re-edit too much. Did you really just want to get that true essence of the, the flow, the natural flow that came from both of you that you guys brought to life so easily? Well, that was, that was an element of it. But, you know, the way I like to review audio, and I loved reviewing it this way, was I just closed my eyes and listened. Because that way I could really hear the story. And I think if I had tried to do it while watching the text, it would have, the text would have been distracting and I would have missed out on all the subtleties and the depth of what was going on. I think it was, you know, maybe it was a part of knowing intuitively that doing a bunch of pickups is not the ideal. But also I didn't hear that they were needed. It was, um, it just felt so like true, like honest, you know, like the performances were were real. And that's that's great storytelling. It's like when it's coming from the heart, from the gut, you know, I'm so happy with it. I can, I can hardly even uh, express how uh, how pleased I am and, and excited to get this out to the world. So. Yes, well, it's it's a it's an amazing achievement. Now, the left turn is a series. So is this this is book one. Yep. And how how are things looking for book two? Are they is that in the process? Are you in the writing stages there? Can we expect that to come up sometime soon as well? Well, yeah, I am in the writing process and my goal is to get it done so that I can launch it next year. That's so we'll be back in the booth. And one of the interesting things, so as I was thinking about, okay, what do I want to explore in book two? Because book two is kind of the opposite story of what this one is, in that rather than Hannah and James, like they go the opposite directions on their on the crossover to the other universe. So rather than them trying to figure life out individually the way they are in this story, they're going to find themselves together. And so it's going to be a lot more relationship-based between the two of them. I think that's probably most of what I can tell you, except that I think it'll be, uh, you know, we'll have a lot more interactive chapters for us on that next one. Wasn't that, but that was their original relationship before they took the left turn, they were together, correct? They were. But it's not going to be that universe. It's going to be a different together. Right. Well, you see, it's like, the universe where Hannah was with Bob, who we don't hear much about, mm. but where she she was a, a novelist in that version of her life. Well, now she's right. hopping over to the other side. 
So if you think of it like train tracks crossing. Right. It took me a lot of time, actually, to, like, (laughs) really wrap my head around exactly which plane we were in (laughs) and making sure that it was clear, you know, that I wasn't, like, messing up my the world I was creating. Yeah, but in this, you know, because in in this version, in this story, they're separate for a long time, and then they come, they reconnect, right? In the next book, they will actually start the book where they are suddenly together when they hadn't been. Cool. So we'll see what happens with that. I look forward wow. to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll find that out. Is, that is amazing. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Becky, it's it's really a pleasure reading The Left Turn. It's been an amazing journey. So like if if we were to think a little bit about your readers and your audience, what is some of the messaging that you like would like to get across to them and hoping that they might have I know it's hard, you don't want to put the messaging inside their head, but I guess what is some of the intentions of your work that you strive when you're putting it out there for people to listen to? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I hope that what it does is it helps people open up to the possibilities that life is more than it looks like. And to be able to let go of some of those things that we hang on to, our baggage that we carry with us through life, you know, that we feel like we're just burdened with it. That can be all different kinds of things. It could be anything from, you know, on a positive side, my parents were always so proud of me that now I have to live up to that. Or it can be like my parents were always beating me down or it doesn't have to be parents, but many of us come through our childhood with some particular challenge that we're dealing with, right? But we hang on to it really tightly and not necessarily because we intend to, but because it's been programmed in there. And whether it's running subconsciously or consciously, that just to start to open up and explore, what if, what if we had a little more creative power? What if we took a little more responsibility for what we're creating in our lives? What if, and it's really kind of opening up that what if door so that we can explore that. And I think it's a, I think it's a more joyful place to live in that open space. And I just want to say one other thing about the, in this process of like starting to tell people about what the book was about, but before I'd really figured out exactly how to describe it, I'm not sure I'm even there yet, but as I was talking about it to somebody and trying to describe what was going on, it was in that moment of trying to describe it that I realized how important the vanished past was. Like being able to lose the immediate past actually plays such a huge role in being able to move forward because I don't have that to rely on in the same way that we typically do in our lives. So, yeah, just wanted to share that. That's a really good point. That's a really good point. When they're suddenly shifted to the other universe, they don't, they're freed from that baggage. Right. I like that. I like that concept. That's good. Yeah. I felt like it was important to keep the way back, you know, the early stuff so that there's enough of a little bit of an anchor to their own humanity and and who they are. But all that stuff that we usually are building on, you know, from the yesterday and the day before and, you know, all that, the more recent years, letting go of that, making it go away. (laughs) It was fun writing it. If only it were that easy. 
I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, Becky, you've had a lot of experience in acting and publishing. So tell your readers a little bit about what it's like releasing a printed book, because I know you have a lot of experience in theatre and the audio world, and, and that must be something that you have released and published so often that it yeah. might be easier or maybe it's not. Maybe it's it, it doesn't have too much of a difference to you. But I, I'd like to know if you've got any, if there's been any hesitations or any challenges with releasing a printed version of, of your work. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I touched on that just a little bit earlier, but uh, mm. even today, it's like I have the interior layout that needs to be done but it's like i recognize the things that need to be done but i don't have those skills to actually do them so you know making sure that i'm covering all the right things you know i know the places to upload them and you know but then we're getting into yeah there's oh i don't know everything from trim size to layout to headers and footers and the placement of the back matter and do we want it in which order and getting my library of congress number and then well when do i add the you know testimonials at the front of the book and you know I, but i got to send it out for editorial reviews there are so many pieces <laughs> and so i'm very much in the thick of that and i've spread out the launch period to help with that. So the print is definitely the last that will be released. But the audio, it, the part that I know best is the part that's going to be released first. And I really think this is such an amazing concept because it kind of seems the, the common practice currently is, is people release, maybe their ebook comes out first, then their printed version, and then maybe a hardback, and then the audio comes out. I really think it's an amazing thing you're doing here to bring out the audio first and and push that. Yeah. What inspired you to do that? Well, a couple things. So one is like I said that I knowing that uh, this is the part I'm most confident with. I you know, I know when the audiobook is truly ready when it's, you know, when we've got it. Another thing though is that Pro Audio Voices has a way to do a direct distribution for an audiobook that is called we call it Amplify. And by releasing in sort of a private, it's almost a private launch in a way, not that it's private, but that it's it's more controlled and there are no retailers in the middle, right, that are going to take their big chunk of royalties. So it's a way that I can both sort of further test the power of that, you know, and then also give listeners and readers one place to go. It's just one place you can get it, and that's on that one page, right? I'm really excited to see how that plays out and to push the power of that because I think that through that program, I'll actually be able to better engage with my listeners and readers, and that being able to continue to engage with them means that more likely they're going to be able to have the kind of results that I'm hoping for all of us, that those, you know, those mind-opening explorations. I'm excited to have things like Zoom parties where we can just all come and chat about the big questions that none of us really have the answers to. 
that's that's fun stuff for me. Mm. Yeah, and uh, Amplify is such an amazing interface that you've, that Pro Audio Voices has put together. And uh, there is definitely a, a big sense of community that you're always pushing through all of your your projects, Becky, from audio to book releases to your theater performances. I know community is a big part of that. And obviously showing your listeners and giving your listeners a space to be able to connect with you and come along on the journey is very important to you. And yeah. and something I think is essential as, a, as an artist, as an author, to accommodate your listeners and be there with them. So I think that launching through Amplify is a great way to get the audio to your followers, to your listeners, and you know they're there to receive the book and enjoy it for, for what it is. Yeah. But I'm, also, I'm sure it also gives you the opportunity to potentially connect more closely with your listeners right. on a more personal and upfront connection. Because I know if you go through these other retailers, you might not even get it any connection to that reader. They might find your book and they go off. But right. it's you really never know nice who they to are. bridge that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. nice to be able to bridge that and get some communication, have some conversations, spark yeah. those Zoom parties. Yeah. So yeah, I've, I'm looking forward to your launch because I know it's going to be a huge success and there's going to be a lot of excited listeners there <laughs> ready you. to um, get involved. JS, after doing such an amazing job on narrating The Left Turn, what were some of the takeaways or key points that you took out of the book and working with Becky? Was there any sort of key highlights that um, really shone for you? Well, I mean, I feel like I've, I've already touched on them, but just to, to recap, um, <laughs> I, I mm. definitely connected with the concept. I love the concept of alternate lives and what would have happened if we made different choices. That's something that, I, as I said, I think about a lot myself. So I very much connected with that. And uh, I'm now really looking forward to the next chapter yeah. of The Alternate Lives. <laughs> and I also really enjoyed the uh, the back and forth with with Becky, the, the live playing off of each other. Um, that's something, as a full-time narrator, that's not something I get to do a lot anymore. Um, and I do definitely miss that. And so it's, it's always a treat when I have that opportunity. And um, Becky's a wonderful gifted performer and a great narrator as well as a great author. So it's just a, a treat all around on all levels <laughs> to work with her. <laughs> Thank you. So that's been an interview with the author. Becky Parker-Geist and the narrator J.S. Arquin. It's been an absolute pleasure to get an insight into both of your stories and a little bit about the book. And we're really looking forward to getting you both together potentially on the next one and uh, see what beautiful things we still have to come. Thanks so much, Becky and J.S. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, Jared. Thanks, J.S. Thanks, Becky. Thanks for joining us for Audiobook Connection, behind the scenes with the creative teams. Please take a moment to subscribe at audiobookconnection.com. The podcast is sponsored by Pro Audio Voices, helping great stories come alive through audiobook production and marketing. Learn more at proaudiovoices.com. Again, thanks for being with us, and please join us next week.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.